Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Slamfire Radio episode 317 for August oh, 14th, <laughs> 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. I'm Adriel Michaud. And I'm the annoyed one. Yep. Always. Always perpetually Always. annoyed. Annoyed or annoying? Because I could do both. It's mm. really... Yeah. I'm Trevor. Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's what I do. I throw the ands in. <laughs> it's what I do. I'm the ander. I bring the and. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Why don't we talk about what we did in guns? What we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. It's Canada's premier firearms retailer. Who put this thing in about K31 uh, rack grade rifles? That would be the the frosty one. The frosty one? Yeah. Yeah. Let's explain it. They got K31s. Okay. All you explanation. Had, all you had a whole, was a, a whole floor full of K31s with a question got, mark. I got like so thirty K thirty ones just sitting on the floor, waiting for someone to buy them off so the floor. Does that mean that they're floor grade, not rack grade? Hmm. hmm. They're on a showroom floor, so they're well. Showroom then they're showroom grade. grade. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Sure. They have they have more K thirty ones than I have. Are they literally on the floor though? They're literally on the floor in the photograph. Yes. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. We also have another thing added to it as well. There's the third annual Beretta Days on September 14th. That is a month from today, actually. So prizes and sales and details and everything are coming in the days to follow. So if you want to check out uh, you know, Gun Nuts they'll, and go out and check out Calgary Shooting Center, they'll have all those the information about it. So prizes, sales, etc. That's going to be happening on September 14th. You guys should go. Well, yeah, I'll just, I'll just, I'll hop on the uh, slam fire jet and head right out there. I'm talking to our listeners, those that are in the Calgary area. Oh, okay. you said you guys were doing Trevor, a podcast you together. Should, you should go, and you should go with me, Adriel. We'll yeah, why don't we go? Yeah, Adriel, why don't you go? You're closer than all of us. Go where now, Calgary? Calgary. <laughs> go where? What are we doing? Who are you? <laughs> what are we? Where am I? What's happening? <laughs> You're, we're doing a podcast. That's the, the effect of age, we're, I think. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about the Calgary Shooting Center. We're talking about Beretta Days. Beretta Days on September 14th. You're the closest. Why don't you, you go? You could go and shoot that uh, striker fire Beretta. I mean, I'm, I'm too young for the for like Die Hard and wanting to be John McClane, so I'm not really into what? Beretta pistols that much. Shut up. You're not too young for Die Hard. No one's too young for Die Hard. You take that back. This is the coolest pistol ever. Uh, neat, I'm gonna uh, hold this. Is, for that's the rest an antique of the show. these days, right? Oh shut! Sh- <laughs> there's only one thing on this show that's mid-century. That's Trevor. As... <laughs> nope, Kelly. I'm afraid not. Yeah. Whatever. How do you get the stupid lock off? Mm, oh, there okay. we go. I All right. No zombies coming. Trevor. Yeah. Why don't we talk about what we did? K31s. I love to talk about K31s. Have you like? They're six hundred and thirty dollars, and they're they say rack grade, but I mean 
there's they're kind of all over the map from good to probably very good. Um, if you're looking for a Schmidt K31, man, go go uh, look at the pictures on CGN, and uh, there's a bit more information on their website. But 630 bucks, you can't you can't go wrong. If you don't have one, it's a great way to get into that uh, Milserp. You know, Adriel, if the ammo for these that was considered like match grade is still available, or am I thinking of a different Swiss rifle? Oh man, like the the time to get G11. G11 ammo uh, for the right. K31s was when Wholesale Sports was going out of business and they were selling it for 30 cents a round. Oh my goodness. That was the time to get it because that ammo is excellent quality and they were selling it by the garbage full. Uh, you could have gotten a whole pile of that stuff for super, super cheap. Wow. Garbage. Garbage. Garbage bin full. Garbage bin. Garbage bin. I don't yeah. know. Garbage how you bag buy. full by the garbage he bag. Said garbage full. He did say garbage full. As, Heart yeah. full. I think like in, uh, you would take a, a shopping cart, roll it up, take all the ammo that the cart would hold, and then right. buy that. Yeah, I'd like to buy my ammo by the shopping cart. Actually, that's that's a great idea. Why not a dump truck? Ooh, what am I rich over here? Apparently, no. No. Okay. Are you ready to talk about what you did in guns this week? I am. I had right. an amazing week, man. Since I got back from the nationals, I just been doing all kinds of stuff at the range and none of it involved a hammer or a screw gun. It was wicked. Um, I shot two matches in PCC back to back. We had a level two at my club on Friday night, Uh small match, six stages, whatever, 150 ish rounds. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And I wanted to test fire the PCC since I got the squibs out and put back together and stuff. Um, other Trevor and I went to the range earlier in the day to zero them because I had taken my optics off. I wasn't sure if they were going to hold zero or not, especially the top one because I had no idea if I was putting it back on in the exact same slot. Anyway, didn't have to touch a thing. Both the optics were zeroed. The, the one on the 45, the Venom, or the Viper rather. There's only one one place to put it on, so it was really cool. I put it back on the exact same location, and it held zero perfectly. The Crossfire 2 on top, I just got lucky, put it in the exact same spot. It held zero perfectly, so that was cool. And then Trevor had Neotech on his, so he got his PC sighted in. And he had to work that night, so I ran him through the match ahead of time. So it's almost like he got a bit of a pre-shoot or a pre-match in, and he shot it in PCC as well. So that was really cool. He had some, you know, his first time running the gun, and the gun... Had a hiccup or two here or there. I don't think the mags that I gave him were uh, were the best. I gave him some Korean big sticks, and I think that the feed lips need to be tuned again because they, I think they're really soft, cheap metal, and they go out of tune because he was having some double feeds. So I think we can blame the mags for that. Um, and then, uh, oh, after the match was done, Muffin showed up, and he shot the match in production optics. And I had never... Um, shot a production optics gun before so when the match was done he let me shoot our last stage that we had just shot with his production optics gun so i did it in like 21 seconds with my pcc and when i took his production optics gun which is my old fn fns 9 long slide he put a, ven a vortex venom on it man i love me some production optics I blasted through that stage in 17 seconds, 100% alpha. I had a hit factor of like seven or something. It was crazy. Uh, I need to uh, buy my other FNFNS back that I got from Adrio from the shop and put a put a, a red dot on it. It's it's so much fun. Um, oh, I sighted in my 4570. Well, this was exciting. So 
4570's got some snap. I don't know if you're all uh, familiar with that cartridge, and it, it it's, um, shoots a bullet the size of my thumb, and uh, it's got some thump. I got to tell you, like I I truly do believe it could kill a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I do. Um, kind of so, like getting so you, hit in the shoulder with like a baseball bat. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think you're good, right? Like you shoot the first one. Damn, that's not so bad. You shoot the next one. Huh, still great. No problem. You shoot the third one. Like I'm a tough guy. That's what's going on here. Forty-five mm-hmm. seventy ain't got nothing. I'm 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 tough. This is nothing. You shoot the fourth one and it slaps you and reminds you that you're actually a pansy and you're now crying. Like first three, no problem. False sense of security. Fourth one, wham! I'm actually bruised. I'm actually bruised on my shoulder and uh, I am a lot lesser of a man than I thought I was. I I shot uh, what? There's twenty rounds in the box. I shot sixteen. Done. Good. In two different sessions. It was like I shot some, got it zeroed, went to the back of the range to do some pistol stuff. And then I was like, I'm pretty sure I could improve on that zero. I think a couple of clicks to the left, maybe I can pull that group over a little bit. So I'm going to stop one more time. And I shot a few more rounds. And sure enough, I was able to uh, move the group into the center a bit more than it was. But yeah, not a gun I'm going to shoot every day. You know what I'm saying? It's mm, loco. Whoop me around. Yeah, one of those like ones le- that you're, you'll you'll shoot on a lead sled when you're sighting it in. Yeah, just for take, real. Take one shot at your bear or whatever, and call yeah. it. Yeah. No, no, I'm not. I don't care. Call me whatever you want. I took, you know, I shoot three, and I was like, oh, this ain't so bad. And the fourth one's like, nope, you're a pansy. You just you just forgot you were a pansy, and the forty five seventy is here to remind you that. Um. So Saturday, no, Saturday, I just did rifle stuff. Sunday, I went to a level two match. Uh, in the Miramichi, and it was excellent. It was nine stages, which is, I think, just the right number for that range. The stages were true Ipsic, true freestyle. Um, they were fun. They were challenging. There was a good a good balance. There was one stage. There was three stages. Uh, three? I can't remember if they broke it into three smalls and then one medium and one large, but anyway, it was all steel. One section had a piece of paper, but it was poppers and plates, and um, it was it was just it was so much fun with the PCC. The, the videos are on Instagram. You should definitely go check them out. Uh, PCC with the red dot on steel poppers is like cheating. It really is. You got no recoil. You got a red dot, and it's just as fast as you can pull the trigger. The the plates fall. Uh, and there's there's peanut gallery commentary in the background of my videos. It's kind of hilarious. You should listen. It's not even fair. <laughs> Someone was saying, <laughs> "Oh, that's good." Um, and then I, I sorted out the rear sight issue that I had on uh, my Grand and my M1. Um, you, Adriel, and maybe somebody else tipped me off that I was tightening the wrong screw. The screw that I was tightening is actually like a turret cap on a scope where you can remove the screw, turn the turret cap back to zero. Well, that's you do the same with the M1 Grand sight. You calibrate it. So you sight it in at 100 or 200, and then you rotate the elevation knob to zero it at 100 or 200 to coincide with the marks and then it's um, a graduated dial so you zero it at 100 and then you click it to 200 and click it to 300 and so on and i think it goes all the way up to 1100 um so when i tighten the screw on the other side that really increased the tension on the clicks and it would uh stop moving so i zeroed the um, the M1 Garand. It was stupid, stupid, stupid windy, so I have to go back, especially with the Grand. The front sight is a dovetail, and I put the rear sight in the middle, 
and uh, like where the zero would be for the uh, windage and took Allen keys with me and actually drifted the front sight post. And it's unfortunately all the way to the right side of the dovetail and locked down on that side. So it doesn't look centered. It kind of looks goofy, but I'd still rather get a coarse zero with the front sight and then do micro adjustments with the back. The M14 is, uh, I'm very, 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 very happy with it. It runs reliably and it's, it's more accurate than I am with iron sights, but um, it will hold with cheap Norinco ammo like two inches at 100, maybe even a little bit better with iron sights and cheap steel case Norinco ammo. Like I could not be happier with that gun. Uh, it's it, it has a, an actual Springfield M14 uh, stock on it. It's got the cartouche on it, something that Filthy gave me one time when I was visiting him. So, you know, it, it looks more M14 than Chinesium M305, and it works. It's accurate. I just, man, love it. So, and then um, I picked up some Ely Force 22 ammo for my 1022 that I'm going to use for the Outlaw Rimfire Precision Series. Um, this stuff is like 42 grains and it's yep. almost 1300 feet per second. So I zeroed my 22 tonight before the show with Joey from uh, from the gun shop. Uh, we zeroed them at 50 yards. He was He's got a really cool... Um, Savage Mark II in a NEA done an MDT chassis. It's yeah. it's really nice, and he's got. Hey, guess what he's got for a scope, Adriel? Uh, Vortex Diamondback Tactical four to six. You don't you don't say. Oh. And it's literally <laughs> the perfect scope for this game. Like I really need to get one, and I am going to yours. So. <laughs> Anyway, we zeroed our we zeroed our rifles with this Ely Force ammo. I kind of regret not cleaning it first. I'd almost like to foul the barrel the barrel in over again with this stuff, but mm -hmm. eh, I'll do that eventually. It still shot well enough. I forgot to take some pictures, but you know, there. Like I I do. I don't think it's any more accurate, Kelly, than my standard velocity CCI ammo. Right. But regardless, it's more appropriate for the game I'm going to be playing. Right. All right. So. Yep. We get to the, uh, we zero at 50. We get uh -huh. to the bench and like Rain Man, Joey does some real quick math and goes 32 clicks. That's what you're going to want. 32 clicks. I'm like, all right. So I go 32 clicks. And next thing you know, I'm hitting the two inch steel plate out at a hundred shot after shot after shot. But then he sent me a picture. I shot it and knocked it off of the stand. So yeah. every one of those shots were mine and he had painted it red. So he sent me a picture of the plate. And they were all really high, like on the hanger itself. There's like one. Here's the picture. Oh, okay. Right. See how high it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were actually almost on the hanger itself. Exactly. Like, There's only the right. There's yeah. one full diameter impact at the top of the plate. So I thought I was plus thirty-two at hundred, but I'm gonna knock it back to plus thirty. Mm. Yeah, so well, you might even want to go less. Like 30, 32 is uh, eight inches, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're shooting high velocity ammo. Yep. Yeah, maybe maybe less is better. Maybe six. Maybe instead of an eight inch drop, you're looking at like seven and a half or so. Yeah. So yeah. I'll go back out and um, actually print some groups on paper with um, plus thirty clicks and see um, what that does. And maybe I end up like twenty eight clicks or something. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's what I did. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, what is the match? The twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Okay. I got to get through. I got Nova Scotia Provincials 
this weekend and then um, heading to Cape Breton, Christina and I, to hang out with Captain Andy and his wife. That'll be awesome. And after that, it's immediately back to school, back to work. And um, Muffin is putting on a three-gun match at our club. And then it's our provincial. And then quickly tear down the range and start teaching black badges. I got a black badge somewhere in New Brunswick every weekend in October. Right. And then winter hits. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> and then I start. snowed in. Yeah, well, then I start switch over to teaching the CCFR so course and IPSC RO oh. and CRO courses. Yeah. Okay. All right. Adriel, you're up. All right. Uh, I shot a three-gun match. You did. On Saturday. Yep. How'd you do? Good. I got first in limited. A uh, guy in tech ops beat me. He's a tailor. He's a, he's a, a good shooter. I think I could. I, I was feeling a little bit off all day. Uh, and I think um just wasn't putting in 100%. I was doing like 95% most of the day. And uh, maximum effort. Maximum. Yeah, I should have went maximum effort. It was still all right. By, by the end, it was like it was a long day. Our our stage timings weren't weren't good. And uh, it went way too long. So by the end of the day, when I was shooting at the end of the day, it's like, man, this is this is too long. Um, that was fun though. It was like one of the one of the things I liked about this match was, and I and I think this is something that's uh, fairly unique in terms of three gun is that we we always have like a a lot of long range these days. So we had, mm-hmm. um, and with this one, we we're shooting offhand from behind a wall on the right and left side of the wall at some targets that were kind of a tight shot around it, and these targets were two two fifty kind of a thing. Oh, cool. Uh, so standing, bracing on a wall uh, and firing around it, which was uh, was really interesting. And one of the shots you had to, you couldn't even brace around the wall. You had to like really pull out to the side of it and make this really long shot at 250. So uh, really interesting shooting uh, for that. And uh, that stuff's really fun. Uh, my pistol shooting was slops. Oh, man. Like I had, I haven't shot a pistol in a while. And uh, it showed like I was just all over the place and just hammering the trigger rather than taking my time and aiming. Uh, and in, my, in my later stages for the day, I actually aimed and it's like, oh, I hit everything with one shot. Well, I should just do that this whole time. Why am I just <laughs> throwing bullets down range? Uh, yeah, this was fun. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. I am making a whole bunch more maple seed slings. I got in a, a big band of like 50 yards of material and I cut all that up and sewed it all. Thank you. Stuff with it. Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. Are you, it's like, so it's Adriel's sweatshop, is it? Mm-hmm. Making slings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I got I my got... kids to do some of it, but oh. most, mostly me. Yeah. All right. I got to show uh, Joey how to set up his maple seed sling uh, today. Um, it was on the rifle, almost correct. Um, I got him to take that clip part off the bottom of the sling mm, and just yeah. attach it right to the uh, sling swivel directly. I, that's just a personal preference. I don't think it's a question of right or wrong, is it? Well, if, like on the bottom, if you want to do a loop sling, you got to like pull that bottom part off. So if yeah. you right. leave the yeah. J-hook there, then it's easy to take on and off. So what type of sling does he have? Uh, it's, you know, it's... um. Like what we use, it's basically USGI. Okay, so leave, yeah, leave the whatever it is, whether it's a um, quick disconnect if he's going to be using that or the J hook or whatever. Yeah, well, he's got quick disconnect swivels, so I got rid okay. of the J hook and put it right on the quick disconnect swivel. Oh, so he's, oh, okay. yeah, so yeah. he can take take those off anytime. Yeah, yeah, that's no problem. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then I showed him how to do a hasty hasty and. Um, how to hook it onto your arm and then hook it to the front if you're going to go prone or kneeling or seated. I can never um, 
remember how to get the the buckle configuration quite right. It didn't feel right. I'm pretty sure I had it wrong, but anyway. Okay. I've got a video that I'm working on that is going to show like from like a hundred percent correct on the sling, so that there's nice. not, not even one little thing wrong. Nice. Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah, because like I don't know, it's two different ways to do it wrong or not quite the right or ways that won't yep. let you uh, adjust it very easily. I, I did like a draft version of that video already. Now I'm just going to do like the final, final version. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. So I ordered, um, I'm, I'm getting new hardware in every day straight from China. <laughs> Some of that different stuff. And I'm making, I'm making slings by the dozen. Uh, so we'll be shipping those out across, to, across Canada to the different... Uh, Oh, there's so many jokes right now about your children making these slings that I would just decide not to tell. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're anyways. just going to leave that. that right? You said it. it you said it. I didn't say it. You said it. you took it from me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, I was on Discord and someone was like, someone was mentioning that SFRC had these. Uh, 8.5 inch barrels, any barrels for 125, and they were like the dimpled, dimpled ones. Yeah, yeah, dimpled ones. And uh, SFRC already also had a 10 or 15 percent. They had 10 or 15 percent off. So I'm like, 15 is what oh, they're running right now. Um, yep, this is happening. So I ordered yep. uh, ordered an eight and a half inch barrel for my AR. Sweet. I'm gonna no. try to do like a shorty upper on the cheap. So like I've got a Chinese handguard from like AliExpress and it's too long, and I'm gonna chop saw that thing at seven inches or so. <laughs> I'm gonna sand like it a little this? bit. Wait, wait, wait. No, because like, it's it's not gonna be like a, a Colt oh, Commando wannabe. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're talking this length barrel. Yeah. Now see this. I mean, I did this one on the cheap too. This barrel was not much more than what you're saying, um, but it's seven and a half. And I, the, is there an eight and a half gas tube? No, there's like a, basically it's like there's a gas tube that matches that pistol length, and it's just the barrel's eight and a half inches long. But the gas system is still pistol length. Roger that. Yep. Okay, it'll use the same gas tube as this because we're the yep. okay. Yep, maybe a little bit more dwell time or whatever on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't get quite the uh, the cannon ball flame. I'll still get the cannon fireballs. No. Nope. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Still gonna get that. I'm actually I'm actually going to get a break that'll encourage that. I'm gonna get like a regular break. What are you, okay. What are you like getting? A three port, and then I'm gonna take all those middle ports out, so it's just one big port in there. Port. Yeah. Which <laughs> uh, should put all the unburnt powder and burning powder out to the sides, and just make a nice. That's nasty. Muffin. It's like muffin. He's got a a, a Mark 18. And he put a comp on it. Like, you don't want to follow him into the bus on our range with that thing. <laughs> like, triple plug. Yeah. Well, you know, the, here I, th I actually think that the 10s the 10s and the 12s are louder than the 8s and the 7s. The 8s and the 7s, like, they haven't burned all that powder in that barrel. True. A lot yep. of it's burning on the outside where it's not going to be as loud. And I find with the, the 8s and the 7s, the 8 and 7-inch barrels... Uh, with those ones, it's more of a woof where it's like burning outside, yeah. And less of a cr like a really loud crack. Those like a ten or a twelve, more of it's burning. You use a break on there; they're they're loud. Yeah, it's nasty. Anyways, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make one of those. I might even run it in three gun if it's reliable. Because not enough people hate you. Yes. Mm, well, and because uh, if it's a short range of fire, no problem. If if I'm shooting out to like four hundred, I don't know if you I probably want a longer barrel. Maybe. 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 Yeah. So if you have this ball of fire that's coming out the side, 
it's a good thing you have no hair. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you have facial hair. It's funny if if you look at video of of someone shooting like a ten or shorter, there's a a decent fireball that'll be covering your hand as that gun is firing, and you uh-huh. can feel the heat with like a uh-huh. seven or an eight. Yeah, it doesn't burn any hair though. At least it hasn't burned any hair for me yet. I'm waiting for the video. <laughs> That's gonna be an awesome video. I can do uh, 1080p, uh, 1,000 frames a second with my camera. I'll do cool. that. That'll look yeah. sweet. Whoosh. Yeah. Send it yeah. to us. Mm, I'll post. Yeah, it. when you light yourself on fire, please share it with the internet. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to def- definitely don't want to be like firing low down with like dry tinder. Yeah. Uh, and then uh I got uh a maple seed rifle. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, this isn't a, ma- a maple seed rifle. Not, not You didn't. Not, not the best. No, this is uh this is borrowed. Uh so this is a listener of the show and guy I know uh near Edmonton here. And uh, he's MP. He did not borrow you one of anything. He loaned you that rifle. This uh, you're saying it, you say he let Irregardless. It Irregardless. Oh, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. So, how much of that is plastic? Is it as cheap as it looks? No, no. This is heavy. This is real heavy. Is There's a lot of metal on this. Yeah. This is not like some. Their scar clone is mostly plastic. This is like got some heft to it i think this is basically the same weight as one of the one of the real ones wow here you want to you want a live scale. on show like fish scale uh weight weight of this thing sure uh 3.5 kg oh that's pretty good yeah that's deep. that's like and a half pounds something yep. like that i don't know how to do the, the translation anyways looks neat looks cool yeah, it does. yeah. so uh you're uh, gonna review it yeah yeah, I'm gonna review it. You know, it's a funny thing. I I looked online for reviews on this and for that straight pull ISSC. There's nothing. There's nothing. Mm. So I'll be I'll 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 put something out there. It won't be the best review, but it'll it'll be the only review. <laughs> uh, I think that's it for me. Yep. Yep. That's it for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. What I did in guns this week on Sunday. Yeah. No. Sorry, Saturday I went up to Ottawa. There's going to be, there was going to be a Ladies' Day at EOSC on this Sunday. Well, there, there was actually a Ladies' Day on Sunday, but I went up on Saturday because uh, we had a little bit of a gunny night get together at Tracy Wilson's place. So it was Tracy, Kelly, Colin, Greg, I'm Lori, sure Lynn, and tame. Kyle. It was very, it was a good get together. Yes, it was. <laughs> we got one of those scheduled for tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah, a friend of a friend of the show is turning forty tomorrow. Lordy, lordy, look who's forty. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Uh, wait, wait, yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Keto is going out the window, and um, like I'm not Can saying we... I'm gonna throw up in his kitchen sink, but I'm probably gonna throw up in his bathroom right. sink. Okay, are you gonna tell us who it is? Oh, they're Trevor. Oh, they're Trevor. Yeah. Hi, he's watching too. Hi, better Trevor. He... Yeah. Could you just say happy birthday to him? Do you have to like? Well, we'll we'll tell him happy birthday later in the shoutouts then. All right, fine. Okay, but watch your toilet and your bathroom sink and your 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 bathtub in case Trevor throws up in it. Uh, okay, so yeah, we went up on Saturday, had a really really good time, get together uh, Saturday night, drank a little a little bit of red wine. Uh, okay, a lot of red wine. Thank you for coming clean. <laughs> Yeah, stayed up till two a.m. Got up at six so that uh, we could get to the range. The oh. range, was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? S- yes, 
EOSC is about 45 minutes from Tracy's place. And the problem is that they shut down the highway to get there. So we had to go back roads. It was awesome. Oh, man. Well, so, over with a wine hangover, not just a hangover, a wine, a hangover. wine hangover. Yeah, that's cool. It, it, was, it was good. So we got to EOSC. We were able to set everything up. 80 women had signed up. Actually, 75 had signed up, but we had a couple of extras. So 80 women got to shoot. And all of these women were basically women who have not shot before. There was a, there was a couple that actually have shot before and who have their pals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were bringing friends. So it's mostly people who have never shot before. It was probably the most well-run and well-planned Ladies' Day event I have ever been to. It wow. was freaking awesome. All of the ladies had a really, really good time. Um, and they got to shoot pistols. So different uh, calibers. So the 22, 9 millimeter, 45. They also got to shoot revolvers. They got to shoot 12 gauge shotguns. So both in semi and in pump. Uh, AR-15s, SKS, and also Type 81. Uh the Ipsic club from, well, Ipsic people from the club this year, they decided that they were going to put on a demo for the ladies in the next bay over. So all the ladies got to shoot. Then they had some light refreshments and things like that. And then they went over and watched the demo. And then the ladies got to shoot a static stage of Ipsic. So they got to shoot steel and they had a blast. They just loved it because it, it's a little bit more interactive than just standing at a table and shooting. They were able to actually hit the steel and, and do um, get a little bit of instruction from this Ipsic guys. And they had a fantastic time. Uh, the other thing that we added this year was we added a photo booth. So with, you know, the feather boas and, you know, you know, different types of guns, but they all got a chance to hold these guns, take pictures, and the pictures are being sent to them as well. So they love that. They got swag bags. Um, yeah. It's a good idea had- because that uh, will make it more likely that they're going to share those pictures on their social media and that kind of thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they had a really, really, really good time. Gave out a bunch of cards to people. Uh, a couple of ladies are think- saying that they would like to participate in the calendar as well. So, we're uh yeah and we're by the way with the calendar we're in the process of selecting the ladies so that's moving forward lots of work on that this week as well uh after the ladies day on sunday once all the ladies went away all of everybody that was volunteers we got a chance to shoot all the firearms so i had a good time i was uh i was able to shoot the type 81 i wanted to shoot that because i hadn't shot it before i've held it like half a dozen times, but I've never shot it. Got to shoot another seven inch AR, by the way. It is a little noisy. Got a chance. <laughs> I've I've shot seven inch before, but anyways, uh, the Daria. <laughs> not, not your first time around a seven. No. <laughs> yeah. Got to play with the Daria as well. I like that too. So do you prefer like a light and handy seven or is like like a big bigger like 12 more years okay listen (laughs) there can't be two trevors on the show and if i'm not doing this that means there's lines and stuff but i applaud your efforts yeah so kelly which one do you prefer a 12 or a seven i prefer the 14 inch that i have downstairs (laughs) okay and that's about it with what I shot this week. <laughs> you guys are horrible. Uh, I also, oh, I bought a new car. I bought a Tiguan. It, we call it the tactical Tiguan. Um, 
it's, but this thing is pimped out. You should see it. It's fantastic. I got gold, really gold uh, rims on it. So I, <laughs> I look. How are like, they gonna look when when you've gone to the range and they're covered in dirt? And Tiggy I'll, one. They'll look fantastic. Gold rims. Yeah. So uh, I thought it was kismet because every time we go anywhere and rent a vehicle for Maple Seed, they give us a take you on. So I went shopping for a car, didn't wasn't looking for that. I looked at the take you on. I said, I'm not going to get that. I'm going to get something else. But the car that I wanted was actually already sold. So I bought the take you on. What it did was, you want? Uh, I was looking uh, to get a Ford uh, oh, Escape. Yeah. Shush, shush. A Ford Escape. Um yeah, just because I needed more of an SUV style and something like that. Trade. Something trailer. that fit more guns in the back. Yes. And something to pull the trailer as well. Mm. But it didn't the one that I wanted was sold and the Tiguan was there and it had a trailer hitch and I'd been shopping for cars for three weeks and I was tired. So I said the Tiguan it is. <laughs> um and I got it just in time. I got it on Friday night. So that I could go up to Tracy's place and load the back of it with all the targets for Maple Seed. Well, not all of them, some of them, but I filled the Tiggy one with Maple Seed targets. <laughs> it's a ridiculous name. Okay, so we're not going to talk about how it was made, but it was made. People actually, so it's a tiger and an iguana, and they put it together. I don't know how they came up with the name, but that's the one they picked. It was I feel like you're making on. that up too. You're not Absolutely making that up. Totally not. Tiguan, <laughs> tiger, and iguana. Yep. Go look it up. That's how it was. Nope. Right. Okay. And that's it. That's how I picked my Tiguan because I figured it was kismet. It's black. Blacked out Excellent. windows. Leather inside. Mm-hmm. All leather, by the way. Uh, you know, 40-degree car, leather seats, and an ass on a leather seat. It's kind of hot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it fits. It fits. It fits people, and it fits me, and it fits targets and maple seed crap in the back. So, Neat. and I can pull the tar- uh, pull the trailer. That was my criteria. Guy asked me what I wanted. I said towing capacity. Towing capacity. That's it. <laughs> he looked at me. Really? I said yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's it. Um, yeah, that's all I did with guns. So why don't we move on to the next category? The next category is upcoming events. Category. So, category. Show segment. It's never been a category. (laughs) Whatever. My OCD. My God, what are you doing to me? But okay. So we're going to get rid of the first couple of things because those have actually already happened. So, Black Badge, when did you tell us about that, Trevor? Um, Ipsic New Brunswick is currently scheduling its fall Black Badge courses around the province. Um, Some of the dates uh, are set, some are to be announced. I have not heard back from Woodstock. I don't think they're going to be doing one. They've got enough with hosting our provincials. But uh, I can tell you that there will be one in Restigush. There will be one in the Miramichi. There will be one at Filthy's Range in Sudbury. Or, uh, sorry. Sunbury. Uh, Sunbury, thank you, in uh, Tracy, New Brunswick. Um, and there will be one in Hampton. Larry Shriver will put one on at the Thomaston Corner range. Uh, the date to that one is uh, yet to be announced, but uh, I will be starting off the first weekend of October in um, Sunbury. And then I believe the next weekend is either, yeah, the next weekend is Restigush or the weekend after, and the weekend after that is, is Miramichi. I may have those two reversed, but anyway. Uh, if you're a New Brunswicker and you're interested in taking a Black Badge course, now is the time to register. The cost is $150, regardless of where you take it. 
You can register by emailing ipscnewbrunswick at gmail.com, and I will personally reply and send you out all of the uh, registration package and information. That's nice of you. Excellent. It's not, yes, it's my job. I mean, but yes, it's very nice of me. I go out of my way for this. Okay. Next category, next segment is news. Thank you, Trevor, for giving us that information about the Black Badge and news. You're uh, welcome. Okay. So Adriel, Adriel, he just goes out of his way to do his job. Yeah. Uh, I give and give and give with no thought of myself always. Everyone knows that. No one knows that. No one knows that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trevor is one of my most favorite people. Uh, no, seriously, you are. Adriel, why don't you tell us about what you've placed here in the news? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to put it on the screen because it's got a swear word in it, and we are clean. <gasps> this is a Best clean words. show. Uh, this, is a, this is a post that was shared on Facebook from uh, Global. And oh, Global yes. Montreal. Yeah. It's Global Montreal. Yeah. yeah, we've got more class than Global Montreal. We won't cuss like that. Well, uh, it says guns only exist to kill. That's why they were invented. Gun lovers can F off. Get your thrills doing something else. And it was a share of the post. Uh, they chalked this up to a past social media manager that had uh, still ha had access to their accounts. I'm thinking it was a current that is now a past. Hmm. Potentially. As I much as I don't even know if they'd fire somebody over that. They'd they be would. like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I would I would fire someone over that. That's. Uh, oh, yeah, you would. But this is global Montreal. Like your uh, social media is to do that. Like they can have, like obviously they have those feelings personally. They yep. they yep. feel that that's the way it should be. They're, they're they have to make that distinction between work social media and no social media. Right. Anyways, but there's still you got to admit there's still a bias in in the media. You know, we should talk about that for our main talk topic. about for our main topic. Yes. <laughs> okay. Do the, yeah. Do you want me to do the next one? Yeah, polysolvent. I, I can actually put this... I'm going to put this on screen for everyone else, but not for you guys, because uh, you'll have to figure it out yourself. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, this is the uh, polysouviant uh, quoting... What's what's the Kukies thing? Gun owners, oh, so gun when... Control. It, I, uh, you're talking about the one where Wendy work. said that gunnies are make better mass shooters because they yes. practice? That yeah. was another one. Yeah, that was another one. This well, this this was a, a a quote of yes that they make better mass shooters. It says um, the perpetrator of the Quebec mosque massacre was a member of a gun club, uh, and gun clubs can legally include active shooter type games, like in the video below. And they had a video of my buddy Logan uh, doing a three gun stage on it and killing it, doing a great job on that stage. Killing it, really? Those are the words you used right now. <laughs> maybe the wrong. Maybe the wrong. Good for you. Word. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no. good for Logan. Yeah, way to kill it, Logan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, active shooter type games. I'm not really sure that's that's what we're what we're practicing or, or what the scenarios are built for. Uh, but that's their sense of what's going on. Well, I hope they never read Ipsic General Principle Number Five. They probably won't. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think we're safe there. Yeah. <laughs> And then what they is that, is that uh, principle like don't shoot people is is that in is that in the rules as well they have a rule for everything it seems in Ipsic. Um, general principle number five says that practical shooting competitions will be conducted using practical targets which reflect the general size and shape of such objects which may be reasonably called upon to be struck by a handgun in its original intended purpose or use. I've I've um, paraphrased somewhat, but you get the gist of it. 
Mm-hmm. So when some guy in an arrow course asked me one time, I said, why does it have to represent a person? Why can't it just be a target? Because I talk a lot about the P in IPSC, the word practical and what it's supposed to mean and represent. Yep. And people say, oh, IPSC's not practical. Wrong. IPSC is practical. Certain match directors bring a certain flavor to their match and design stages um, to reflect their personal views and opinions on what a good stage is. And a lot of match directors steer away from the practical and they want to use things like Texas stars and plate racks and, and what I call gallery style targets where, you know, you come to Rescush and you're seated behind the wheel of a, of a bus and there's a car on one side of the bus with targets all around it, a car on the other side of the bus with targets all around it. And at the back of you kick the back door open and there's a truck and a gas pump and you hit a popper and a bad guy is popping out from behind the behind the gas pump like it's providing cover for him. That's pretty practical. You're, yeah. you're, yes. you're shooting paper targets that are in and around cars and in and around a truck and a gas pump. Like, well, I wouldn't I wouldn't debate that they're um, that they're practical scenarios. I would debate whether they're like a, an active shooter scenario because an active shooter scenario Ooh, is yeah, no. like yeah, training, no. training an active shooter whereas these yeah, yeah, are like yeah, yeah. No. it's a shootout uh, your bus there's a bunch of You're terrorists the good guy. outside your bus or something like yeah, that. Yeah that's right. Yeah. You're surrounded by bad guys terrorists, zombies, whatever. Um, yeah you're right. No no we don't uh, do the active shooter thing where we're, we're, we're pretending to go around and kill people. Correct. No, all, all of uh, the original purpose of a handgun was defensive use. Right. Yep. Um, okay. Trudeau. Yeah. Uh, Trudeau. Uh, yeah. It's actually uh, fantastic news. So one one piece, uh, not so fantastic. He has promised to make gun control a top election priority. Well, he was uh, saying that. He was saying that a while ago as well. So it, like, it's not really. Justin, news, buddy, it's the ship has sailed. He's it's going to make it a, a platform issue, right? It's going oh, yeah, to be in the platform. The election's in like how many days? 63 days? What do you mean you're going to make it an election platform issue? Shouldn't you have your election platform figured out by now? Shouldn't you already be like campaigning on this stuff? Like, yep. we're going to be going to the polls in no time. Like, what do you, mm-hmm. what do you, anyway, that's just, that's good. The inept, um, it's good. It's good yep. that they're inept. It's fa- well, and, and uh, it was nice that the timing was such that uh, just got, uh, nailed on the report. The ethics commissioner just had a report. This is not gun related. I'll just throw it in here because obviously, yeah, like our, our obvious thing this year is that the liberals are going to run on gun control f- as their platform. They're going yes. to likely put something in there about banning assault weapons, and they are also corrupt and uh, being controlled by SNC Lavalin, and they got nailed on it. So that's yep. uh, that's like politics, but it's also good for us as as gun owners. So right. Yeah. Now, and this yeah. this is very timely, right? Because SN like Canadians have very short memories, and so the scandal around SNC level M was a long time ago. So to have the uh, yeah the commission the ethics commissioner, I'm not sure if that's the correct title, but to have the report come out today that clearly states that Justin interfered with the Canadian judicial system and is in violation of two right. So, two. So he has two breaches, two code of ethic breaches. Um, Michelle Rompel said today he broke the law. Did he actually break a law? Because when you break a law, you're charged. 
So what so he did was will he, he be purged? So they said that he was found guilty of trying to use his office and influencing. It is sure. actually breaking the law to do it's, that. It's probably like a speeding ticket, though. He'll probably pay like you know hundred dollars and or or, or one hundred and fifty <laughs> if he doesn't pay his fine right away, right? If he, you know, if he shows up in court, you're probably right, man. It's probably something that trivial, which is really unfortunate because you know I don't think he it's interfered really all with that trivial, trivial though. I don't think it's. I trivial. hope it's not. It's not, it's not trivial. No, no, no. He, the, he, uh, no I'm to, talking to about the effect it's going to have on the election. That right. that effect is going to be real. I use the word trivial in the context, Kelly, that Adriel said it's probably a hundred fifty dollar fine. And if it is something ridiculously slow, low like that, ridiculously trivial, that's a travesty. Um, because you know, that's as Michelle, be. it's not, not going to be like a, a big cost. There's not going to be like we're not going to throw the prime minister in jail. Not going to be nope not going to happen. Yeah, I know, but it's, you know, like it, this is the kind of corruption that should have him like impeached if whatever our term for I, it is. I would settle for thrown out, you know. It's it's, no, it's I, been close uh, proximity. No. Yeah. He's going to get thrown out in October regardless. So if nothing happens because of this and he gets thrown out in October, then he just, you know, he gets off scot free like he interfered with the with the criminal justice system of our country. He's the leader of our country and he violated ethics. He broke the law. He should be thrown out of office. He is not a leader. He does not deserve to have the highest job in Canada if he's interfering for his own personal interests to help protect his uh, riding. Like it, it's as, as corrupt as you can get. He should be gone. Yeah, We're not, not talking about like, playing. He didn't break the law to like save an orphan like that. He broke the law to save a, a an ultra corrupt company, <laughs> right? Who is bribing government officials in another country with prostitutes, mm -hmm. and then he attacks Raybold. He fires Jody because she won't play ball because she has a conscience. He should be gone. Yeah. Anyway, it'll be good for gun owners. This will be the third time that uh, that the federal uh, liberals have lost on control platform and. We're getting ever more efficient at beating them every single time they break this up. Like they're gonna yeah. lose, they're gonna lose the rural ridings based on, uh, uh, you know, if they bring up some uh, gun control uh, platforms. So that'll be good. And I love this, Adriel. Like after the SNC level in scandal, somebody said, "Huh, that's interesting." Usually the liberals make it into a second term before they have a scandal. Like they they couldn't even get through a term, mm -hmm. right? It was the sponsorship scandal that got us ten years of Harper. They finally get back in, and immediately, before the first four years are up, they're embroiled in another scandal. Liberalism is like a disease, man. It's just, yeah. oh, man. Move on. All right. Let's move oh, on. Was, yes, let's move on. I was trying to look up what the penalty was, but I don't know. Okay, whatever. It's a speeding ticket. It's hey. a, not a speeding hey, ticket. Hey, you, got, you guys want to buy a, a legal Canadian AK? Yes. Yes. Wolverine has Velmets. Eh. We've got the Velmet oh, yeah. Petra. $6,000? No, no, no. Thirty-five hundred. No. Oh, thirty-five hundred ninety-five. Really, but I mean, who's counting that? Uh, this is in uh, thirty odd six. It's an AK of sorts. Sorts. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's horrible. Got them, uh, got them legal AKs. Can we put a pistol grip on this and like a a, a shoulder thing that goes up? Well, as long as you do it after you buy it, and not as it comes into the country. It's thirty odd six. A thirty odd six AK. Crazy. Okay. So when you can hunt moose with your AK. <laughs> Okay. Uh, right. I don't think I've seen these before, but you can actually get the Bursa Thunder <laughs> from High Rent Guns. 
They're uh, they're quite silly looking, but they have a version that has a little bit of a longer barrel, and apparently it is Canada legal. Yeah. All right, what is the Bursa Bursa that Thunder? It's a little Bursa pistol. Four point two says barrel. Yeah, oh. yeah, they have one that's four point two five. Anyways, no idea. Yeah, so it's a pistol. It's a pistol. Yeah, that's typically. I, it was the pro-hit. first time I've seen one uh, available in Canada, so I thought I'd. Bring. Uh, let's see here. Wolverine's got a bunch of Caltech stuff again. So if you're looking Who for cares? a KSG or RFB or R, <laughs> RDP? not an RDP, RDB. That's Anyways. the two two three bull pup, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, they got some of those. Trevor says don't. He doesn't care. Uh, there's going to be some sort of CZ sale starting tomorrow. Now yeah, that C- matters. CZ's map pricing, so you can't get a sale uh, that'll be advertised uh, across these different dealers. So CZ sets the pricing for all of Canada. Now they set them yep. pretty low. Like if you look at the P10 or the or even the Shadow, the pricing is actually super competitive. Yep. So I don't know. Uh, take take a look at your local dealer that's got CZ's because uh, they probably will be participating in this sale, and it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be good. Yeah. Okay. And I was going to get these mag extensions, but actually they the sale ended yesterday, so no. And you realized that it was a ripoff? Not yesterday. Yesterday, okay, so let me pull this up so everyone can see. Yesterday, S&J Hardware had a buy one, get one uh, sale, and these mag X, uh, LAR mag extensions would have been yeah. $40 for two. Okay. I'd do that, that deal. All right. I'd do yeah, that deal. I'd do that deal, too. I was watching my video from uh, the last three-gun match, and there's a, like I'm pulling the mags out of my rifle to get them out of there quickly and uh, reliably, and I should be just looking at a, an extension, especially aluminum like uh, one like this, because that would take the mag out for me. It would drop free, right? Yep. So when I, when I click on this, it still says that it's still buy one, get one free. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's what fooled me, too. But then I looked at the... Bogo, uh, from not there anymore. And I looked on CGN and it said it ended yesterday. And he forgot to edit the text. Okay. All right. And that's everything that we is new in guns this week. Let's go on to the main topic. So welcome to the show, Rod Geltaka. Now, uh, Rod, one of the things that one of the reasons why we wanted to talk to you today was we just saw this report that came out from the CCFR, this media bias report. Can you tell us about how this started and, and, and how, how we got here? So, Obviously, the CCFR is kind of a different animal. We do different things than than I think our community has done for, you know, its, its history. Um, so one of the things we like to do is we like to complete our arguments. So this is sort of the, the concept behind why we do explainer videos and all the rest of that stuff, because um, basically it's, it's easy for us to get on, let's say we're on Twitter, God forbid, such a toilet, oh, um, yeah. but <laughs> we're on social media of any type. <laughs> And we say, well, you know, yeah, there's a clear bias uh, against gun owners, let's say on CBC. And then someone says, well, well, do you have any proof of that? And, and, you know, what's our answer, right? It's like, well, I've been around, you know, like that's not a real answer. And uh, also if we wanted to complain about the way that we're treated as a community, we have to have something to, to go to CBC with not, not simply a, a, a baseless accusation. So there was a, a series of different reports I'm not sure whether we're going to call them studies or reports. We can kind of mm-hmm. get into that after because there's an interesting story behind that. What for now we'll call them reports. Um, the first report we wanted to do, uh, so that we as a community just have a little bit more legitimacy, I guess, right in our claims, uh, was the media bias report, and that's the one that uh, that you read. Yeah, I think that you could read some of the different, especially like the the opinion pieces on the CBC, but also like not only the opinion pieces, some of the just the the regularly reported stuff. 
and you could find stuff that was wrong. Uh, one of the ones that, that we saw really frequently, uh, even for months afterwards, was the uh, 50% of guns are, are uh, from legal Canadian firearms owners uh, stat that uh, that kept kept getting repeated over and over and over again, even after it was debunked and even after we looked at the data and, and it didn't say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so that like that, that one is very clear. But then there was also, okay, are all the articles like this or are most of the articles like this? And I think that uh, the approach that you guys took on this was was really interesting. Uh, was this just something that, that one of the volunteers did or is this something that um, like someone who, who's really enthusiastic about this did? So about three months ago, we hired somebody as a, well, well you know, that's that's not exactly accurate either. A few months ago, we hired someone to do uh, admin tasks. And, uh, and his name is Brandon Wallingford mm-hmm. and Brandon, um, has a degree in history and he's, he's overqualified to do admin tasks. So we wanted to, you know, I looked at, and I looked at that situation and went, well, he's politically active. Um, mm-hmm. he's a gun owner. He understands this topic. He's got a, you know, good educational background. Um, let's just hopefully get to a point where we can hire an, an administrator to do the things we wanted that you know, done. And, and then we can have a researcher because that's something I've wanted for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, because I keep running into the, into the situation where I'm debating with somebody or I have to go, you know, testify at the house or testify at the Senate or talk to a politician and stuff. And I'm like, Oh yeah, you know, what are, what's the, what's, what, what are the figures behind here? And Oh, where's that in the criminal code? And, and you know, all of this extra information, it's a, it's a ton of work to make sure that I don't say anything inaccurate. I, I rarely do. But it's, it takes a, a lot of work to, to get there. So I thought, you know, I think our community really needs a researcher who is employed by someone, therefore answerable mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, and, and has a certain um, expectation of production. And um, so we I outlined a few projects that I, you know, my dream projects, if they got completed, one of them was a media bias study. And uh, mm-hmm. so uh, Brandon's been with us about three months. He has completed that study, and he has a few more in the queue as well. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, the uh, like you, you mentioned that, like, just back up when, when talking to people. But the other thing that, that we're lacking, uh, both on the uh, pro-gun side and the anti-gun side, is just data and insights from, from a Canadian perspective. Yeah, we can look at, at American studies, but even those aren't, aren't that good. <laughs> I was looking at one from uh, uh, the NRC in, in the U.S., and they were examining when uh, right to carry laws came into effect in the states, and their their conclusion at the end. Keeping in mind, they had a lot of natural experiments to work with, a lot of data to work with. There, they couldn't make a determination at the end. There was no strong impact from uh, a lot of the states going to right to carry on uh, on on rates of violence and that kind of thing. So they just said, eh, "Can't tell, can't see if there's any difference." It's it's hard to pull insights from this thing. So. It's uh, it's good that there is a group out there that's putting an effort into putting out some some decent data and some decent insights. This data didn't well, exist, right? The CBC is not going to do this of their own volition and and say like, boy, we're getting a lot of complaints from gun owners. Maybe we should do a study on uh, to see whether we're biased. They're not going to do that. Someone else has to do that. Mm, absolutely, and uh, somebody has to do it. And I think that. You know, this is one of those projects that's going to outlive the CCFR, right? So the CCFR and its members, we do a lot of this cutting edge stuff that no one's even thought of doing to, again, further legitimize um, our our community. Like when we make a claim, it's 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 founded in evidence. 
so um, I think the media bias study was was um, was important for that. And I think how we did it was, I, I mean, you know, it's easy to talk about these projects and it's hard to do them. Mm-hmm. So my vision actually for that project was that we would take articles from four of the major media outlets and scour all of them and determine, come up with a scale and determine whether there's bias or not. Um, but the amount of work that it took just to do the CBC was, that was uh, two and a half months of work hmm. for one guy all day, every day. Um, and it was 900 articles, like I said in the video, if you've, uh, if you had seen the video that I did. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think it's a, a really worthwhile project, not only just to, uh, to make sure that the things that we say are demonstrably true, because I'm always calling everybody else on that, mm-hmm. but also now we can take uh, CBC to task. So we'll be contacting um, the ombudsman for CBC and we'll contact the CEO of CBC and maybe even a few MPs and just uh, ask them if there's any interest in providing fair coverage to all Canadians or is this just something that we're going to be saddled with the cost and it's a, a kind of a rogue you know, pseudo agency. And, um, you know, whatever that answer is, I just want to know the answer. I just, I don't want any more lies. So. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a, it's an important counterpoint. So we, we've been, we've been dancing around it. What did the media bias report say? What, what was it? What was in there? Did it, uh, did it confirm our beliefs? How strong was the bias that we saw? Well, I, you know, you, I don't want to do a study like this and then end up using hyperbolic language myself. Right. Mm-hmm. So I want to be really careful. Um, and what Brandon and I agreed as far as uh, how we would, would would define the bias and all the numbers are there and all mm-hmm. the data is there. You can read it. Um, but we just say a strong bias and anti-gun bias and how the how the study was done. I mean, how do you figure out if there's a bias or not? Right. So that's that's kind of tricky. So what we did was we combed through. And when we say, when I say we I did, I don't know, 10 articles and then Brandon did uh, 890 of them. <laughs> So, so when I say we, I really mean Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one that had to do all this work. But basically, really read all 900, come up with a word count, assign how many words were just news, um, which there's a lot of just news. The majority of, of, of statements and words belong to, it's just the CBC just, you know, reporting telling you what's going on. Yeah, just yeah. reporting, straight reporting. Yeah, I saw but that then in the data have, as well. There are a lot, of, a lot of reports on just there was a shooting and... That's it. It's just more of and a fact-based, right? That's what they should be doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not dictating our values to us. So, and then there was word counts to people that were pro-gun control um, quotes and and uh, and sentiments, and then of course people that uh, represented our community or counterpoint. And mm-hmm. then that's the way that we were able to tabulate some value is by the number of words. So um, I think it was around two to one. I mean, this is a fifty percent or whatever, I guess you might, however you want to represent it, right? Twice as much bias towards gun control as representing the other side. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be more, actually. I thought, because a lot of these articles I look and it's, the whole article is, here's what happened. Um, here's what we think of the CBC. Oh, look, here's Wendy Sukier. Oh, and we'll get Heidi in there. And oh, here's a quote that we pulled off another story of Rod. And it's a one-liner. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of them like that, right? Yeah, yeah, I've seen um, a lot. So I was surprised that the results were as good, I guess. Um, but overall, it's still it's still awful. And the other big point uh, that I mentioned in the video um, is that 73% of all of the stories that were published by CBC referenced had a reference in them somewhere of the United States. And yeah. that that is really misleading. And some of those stories are about the U.S. That's fine. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's just like America, 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 America. 
And uh, because, you know, they have, they have a high, um, high crime rate with firearms there. And, uh, and they're trying to make it look like this is what we don't want to be. And we're heading down that path. And don't forget about America and the NRA. And yeah. it's, again, very dishonest. Yeah, I see that a lot uh, when I argue with people online. Is <laughs> they, they frequently think that uh, we're similar to America and we don't want to be similar to America. So uh, they want more, I think, for example, like they want more handgun control. But then you ask them, okay, okay, cool. What do you, what kind of handgun control do you think we have right now? And they don't really know. They don't really know the restrictions that we're under right now. They don't really know uh, the crime statistics of, of what's done with legally owned handguns versus illegally owned handguns and what that trade-off uh, between uh, property rights and, uh, and freedom versus security. And uh, they're often... Uh, really outweighing it. So I think that uh, I think that getting these these kinds of studies out and uh, getting some more facts into people's hands is is definitely going to be a big help for us. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. And you know, the concerning that argument in general, the problem is no one cares about freedom anymore. They don't see the value. Um, a lot of these people, you know, are uh, probably live very structured lives. Either they live in a downtown core somewhere. Mm-hmm. And their idea of freedom is I can go 24 hours to a Starbucks. I can order anything I want and they're going to make it for me. And unfortunately, they don't even know where that coffee comes from. So, <laughs> you know, these are the people you're trying to argue with. They have no idea what, uh, you know, what, what people would, why they would own a gun. And that's, uh, we do a lot of work trying to help people understand that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think there, there's a lot of uh, misconceptions and then they see the States and they're like, oh, well, we must be something like that. We've got to ban handguns. Boy, like it's, it's, it's a really big problem, but they don't understand yeah. that. No, we already have like some, some pretty hefty restrictions in place here in Canada and Canada is not the U S both in, uh, uh, in firearms law and in, and in crime and, and homicide and that kind of thing. Uh, even if you were to take, uh, firearms completely out of the equation, we're still not going to be at the rate of, uh, uh of crime that's, uh, that's in the U S. So, we don't need to to enact all of these uh, freedom restrictions on us uh, for no particular reason, right? Or it's for very little uh, uh, return. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, so that was yeah one other th- interesting thing that was in that report. There was the uh, uh, the re- the recording of how much American bias there was in Canadian reporting, how much focus there was on America, and how much mm-hmm. they were uh, they were showcasing. Uh, American crime, American gun laws, uh, for what's supposed to be a state-sponsored media company that's uh, that should be focused on Canada, right? Yep, they have uh, they have a very clear agenda. Um, but this isn't the last study that we're doing. We actually have more stuff coming out in the in the uh, uh, even two weeks from now. Oh, coming up quick! Can, can you give us any spoilers, or, or are you going to like hold the surprise? Yes, I will give you spoilers. Um, so the the next study, so we've got the media bias one. Oh, yeah, yeah. The next study is um, a really, really useful one. This is a report regarding the 19 studies that the doctors, spin doctors for protection from guns, continually mm-hmm. say the evidence is clear and overwhelming that we need to ban handguns and assault weapons. And then they post 19 studies over mm-hmm. and over again, these 19 studies. And I'm like, hmm, you know, I'm, and, and this actually was part of the, when we had the, when I had the idea of the studies, right? I'm like, you know, I wonder if they've even read them. And I wonder how compelling they are because I was with Najma Ahmed in the Senate. Tracy Wilson was there. Staffer Steve was there that day. Mm-hmm. And Najma Ahmed 
brought a stack of paper. This is one of the things that Wendy does this too, right? They bring this big stack of paper as if they're going to look anything up when they have five minutes, but it doesn't matter. It's all for effect, right? So they put yeah. this big stack of paper and she, she said, I have a stack of, of studies and she slams her hand down on the, on the papers, you know, a mile high that, you know, so, you know, supports our position on blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Hmm, well, wh who wrote those studies? What exactly was studied? What were the conclusions and who paid for them? And, you know, are they peer reviewed? Did, yeah. did, they, did they go through any scrutiny? Well, we're doing a um, report on those 19 studies with a, an abstract on each one of them to answer all of those questions and kind of an, a, a, even a, a further sneak peek. Brandon is about, um, I'd say about 90% through that project. So we're going to start trickling this stuff out like within weeks. And this is going to be devastating because not only are we going to have answers to all of these, you know, so-called, um, you know, conclusive studies. Um, but I'm going to make videos for, for selected ones. And, uh, we're going to make little individual reports for selected ones. So that way, every time they, they, they post that, so I was like, boom, there's, <laughs> there's a video and a full report, a full analysis of all of those studies to show that none of them support your position on handguns and so-called assault weapons. So yeah, um, none of them reliably do. I've, I've looked at a couple of them that, uh, that they've quoted, and uh, they're hefty reads, uh, but when you get down into the the methodology or the process that they used to come up with their insights, some of them are, are are pretty fatally flawed. Some of them have like major major jumps in logic where you're like, whoa, 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 whoa! You just define this thing over here, and now you're pulling this insight from this definition. Uh, you know, uh, not looking at overall homicide rates instead of uh, uh, gun gun homicide rates, right? Uh, that kind of thing. Um, and I think that, uh, I think that Brandon's probably found a, a whole pile of that, that kind of stuff with those studies. Um, or he's found ones that are a little bit more agnostic. They just pull up the data and they may be very inconclusive in terms of, uh, the, the results, right? So the, the overall summary of this, and it's quite interesting is, um, in there you have the pediatrician study. Remember a child is injured with a, with a gun every day in yeah. Ontario. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's if, that's if. That's if child a child describes somebody that's 24 years old um, and you count uh, BB guns, paintball airsoft guns. and paintball, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, these are, this is exactly what I'm trying to dig out. Right. And um, so anyway, overall uh, here's the consensus. So Brandon did go through all of these studies and he was also helped by um, uh, Dr. Langman as well. So um, Kaylin Langman uh, put in a little bit of help on that too. So we really appreciate that because he's, mm -hmm. he's really good with statistical analysis. And we found uh, that most of them were bunk. And even a couple of these so-called studies were actually editorials by doctors that used in the references. They were they were using other editorials by other doctors as references. And so we're it's proof because my buddy wrote it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we're uncovering all of this stuff. Now, there was one study that Brandon said, you know what? It's, it was really good. Methodology was good. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, and and drew some clear conclusions. And you know what it it. Well, I'm going to use the word proved just for as a placeholder for now. Mm -hmm. What it proved was that background checks were actually useful. I and have like, heard that statistic. I have heard the background checks in states can can reduce homicide rate. There 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 was an effect there uh, yeah, from but background here's, checks. Yeah. But here's the here's the point. We already have them, man. We get them every 24 hours. I already it's have them not in Canada. applicable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. NA. <laughs> you know, like it's not applicable in Canada. We've already had that. And we've had that since the seventies. No, man. No, nope. Fantastic. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. They ended up, they end up, it's a, it's a useless stack of paper. That's really not good for much unless you, you know, you're camping and you didn't bring any toilet paper. Right. And, and politically this is going to hurt them because they keep, cause I've got all their tweets. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll produce a video just like I did about the doctor's documentary that I did a little while ago. We'll produce another video and circulate that and keep posting it. Every time they try to talk, bam, you post it. And, uh, and it will be how it's a big debunking video of their 19 studies and where to download all of our work and references as well. So they're not going to win the data war with us. Yeah. The interesting thing about the, like, um, I hope you guys do this with your other ones, the media bias report, it came with the data. And when you downloaded it, it's just an Excel sheet. You can look at an article and it's got a, a number rating as to, uh, how, how biased it is. You click on the article, you, you can actually see for yourself and check it out and see if you agree. And like, it was very clear on the articles that I looked at that, uh, that they are bang on with it, with the number ratings on those. So, uh, I think that, uh, I think that having that defensible, easy to understand data in behind the report really strengthened it because it really made it easy to look at it and be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yep, totally. And it, it uh, defended it completely. Yeah. And, and that was the point. I didn't, you know, we're not going to go through all this expense and all this effort and just have something, some op-ed or make some political cartoon. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, no, this is hard data. You, we're, we published the source data complete. So go ahead, tear it apart. Show me where we're wrong. I'd like mm-hmm. to know. So, and then of course it's something they never do. They just plunk down 19 studies clear and <laughs> clear and overwhelming, right? <laughs> the consensus is clear. The, the, it's, it's yeah. The, Me the and my friends dead. agree. And we've both, we've exactly. all written articles about it. <laughs> Fighting Canada each overwhelmingly other in a big wants, circle. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So it's, it's, it's exciting stuff. And, um, it's, it's never going to reach its potential unless individual gun owners use it. So when they make claims, just go, you know what, if you don't believe me, that's fine. I have a, I have a study right here that's fully and completely referenced and all the source data is available to you. And, and most people are too lazy to go, oh yeah, let me have a look at that. But even if they do, we're rock solid, unlike our friends, the spin doctors for protection from guns. Yeah. It's uh, even the report, even like the wording in the report, it wasn't uh, bombastic. It wasn't over the edge. It was really clean, really precise in, in the words that you guys chose and uh, a little bit nice, <laughs> a little bit yeah. nice to the CBC in terms of, uh, of of the coverage that they give, you know, and it was uh, I think that's good because it's uh, the report shows the data. The report makes some conservative conclusions based off that data and uh, it's irrefutable. Yeah. And, and it's, and it reflects our approach to the debate in general, right? Where we want to be taken seriously. We want to be, you know, mature and honest. And mm-hmm. we can't do that if we're kind of skewing our own stuff. And so Brandon did a, a really great job in the report, very impressed. And, um, and I'm really excited for everybody to see, uh, the next phase of his work too. Yeah. I can't wait. This other stuff sounds, uh, sounds fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe to uh, uh, just jump jump topics a little bit. You guys just finished up with the uh, with the ultimate choice uh, uh, contest. How'd that go? It was overwhelmingly fantastic. Um, it was the biggest contest we ever did. We ran out of patches. If you uh, took part in the contest, you know that if you donated twenty five dollars, fifty, seventy five, or hundred, mm-hmm. you got a certain number of sets of patches. Um, and uh, we ran out of patches and still had two hundred and seventy people. I think. Because the whole thing was while supplies last mm-hmm. and supplies ran didn't out. Last. <laughs> yeah, it didn't last because we never expected that we'd have more than 3,500 people enter the contest, but we did. 
And so we're actually, rather than say to those people, sorry, uh, it was while supplies last, we're going to actually make another run of those patches and make sure everybody gets it, uh, gets them because they deserve them. And um, I, it's really meaningful, the support that people have given us. And uh, I said, I made a video about this and I, I said this uh, before as well, that it's what's very meaningful for me is that people approve of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because uh, the way that the CCFR operates and the things that we do have never been done before, right? Nobody made a TV show before. Nobody does, you know, these kinds of studies in house before nobody, all of the different things, you know, nobody made ever made explainer videos, you know, nobody ever did a press conference in center block twice. You know, nobody did a lot of the things and I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if gun owners approve, but that's, that's one way that uh, gun owners are showing us that we're doing good work. And I really appreciate that sort of shows that we're we're heading in the right direction. Yeah, and experimenting with a lot of this stuff. But you're not at 100% approval. I saw a tweet from Canada Gun Control, and they were, at, they were questioning why you guys only did CBC with this media thing. Oh, man. <laughs> I I wanted to do all of the outlets, but wow. And I got, you know, it's funny because Brenna and I went through this journey together, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, well, you know, if it's like, you know, two minutes and 30 seconds per you know, article and, you know, trying to do the math on this, I thought, oh yeah, we're going to do all of the media outlets. Well, it turns out the CBC did 900 articles in one year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think that this is going to be possible. Yeah. A um, lot of the other ones use uh, articles from the AP and that kind of thing as well. So it's, it well, yeah, becomes, they're syndicated. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then now you have to rely on your memory to go, oh, I'm going to exclude that one. Cause I saw it back 1600 articles ago. I remember that one. I'm mm-hmm. going to exclude Like just, it was too much. So, um, I, Hopefully, Canada Gun Club or whatever that guy no, was. No, they were gun control. They, they're uh, anti-gun. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they, I don't think they, they, they were mad that we, we'd only done CBC. It's like, oh, well, you could pay and, and we could do the other ones. <laughs> where, where did you see that anyway, by the oh, way? Oh, I think it was on Twitter. I saw I'll stay Facebook off of there, man. Well. It's bad for you. <laughs> oh, Twitter's horrible. Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> it's horrible. What a, oh, it really what is. a terrible Toilet. place. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. But, I mean, that's that's where the fight is. Yeah, no, it was so. just a joke. Is they they were anti anyways. It was uh, and they were they were criticizing that we only did CBC, but it's a full it's a full study of the CBC over a year. Like it's still it's still a, a totally valid uh, uh, point in time, right? It's uh, yeah, totally yeah. yeah. Um, anything else coming up from the CCFR in the next little while that we should know about? Um, you know what? There's so much going on, and I'm not involved with everything. I'm I'm sort of in my own little silo because um, I have so much work to do to fulfill what my vision of what I should be doing is like, it's just a tremendous amount of work and the, and it's detailed work. So, um, a lot of, some people think that I know everything that's going on in the CCFR. I don't. So I'm sure there's a lot of stuff. I know that, uh, Tracy Wilson has been traveling almost from coast to coast, uh, doing just a, a ton of stuff, um, town halls and, uh, coaching MPs or people that are candidates that mm-hmm. want to become MPs, taking people to the range reporters, the shadow ministry. Remember that story? Mm-hmm. Um, she's just running her, uh, her butt off and everybody's working really, really hard. And, and, you know, when you see output like this from an organization like the CCFR, a lot of people have to work really hard to, to produce all that material. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what else everybody else is up to, but that's, those are the things on the horizon for, for me and my team. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate it, Rod. And I can't wait to, uh, to take a look at this, uh, report that you guys put out these, the next series of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, it's very exciting. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Rod, for coming on and talking to us about the media bias. And uh, we hope to have you on again soon.
Why don't we go back to listener feedback? Is there anything on YouTube have you guys been following on? No, I got kind of quiet. I know. Just, Trevor, uh, Trevor, oh, Trevor on, on there. there. Yeah. He has uh, declared or decreed that should I vomit at his house during his 40th birthday party, it has to be in the laundry sink in the basement. I, uh, I I'm willing to work with. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll work with him under those conditions. I, uh, I find his terms agreeable. I think a, like a laundry sink is nice and big, right? It's yep. a huge target. You got lots <laughs> of room. Does he have the You're hose? not going to mess. Can, can you like uh, squeeze the water into your mouth, like aim the, the water uh, hose, like the cleaning wand kind of thing? Yeah, you know? I don't know if he's got the sprayer nozzle, but that's what it needs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. you puke all over the place. You're like, oh, you just hit yourself with that. Yeah, shower. The party. Yep. Yeah, oh, shower. right? Yeah, perfect. You strip off and shower in the tub, too. He's got a whole I mean, it's a refrigerator. That, Do you think you'll mind if I invite people like here on the podcast? If you're like in northern New Brunswick, you want to come sure. hang out? And... I'm sure that he'll love it. Yeah, like come meet the Rescuers Gun Club Gunnies, right? Like Fingers is going to be there, Muffin is going to be there. Um, yeah, uh, we have royalty will be there. There's going to be a queen. Um, Tresca doesn't really have one. We call her Trisket behind her back. She doesn't listen, so that's fine. Uh, and then there's uh, the machine. The machine is going to be there. So you want to come check out the machine. Yep. Everybody's going to show up now because they want to meet these people. They should meet these people. These are the awesomest people going. Awesomest? Uh, awesomer? I don't know. Whatever. They're cool. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else on the YouTube. Uh, we're, we're a day ahead right now in our main, our main topic. I know. Listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearm refinishing. He offers top bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearm accessories, optics, and more at uh, dcgunsmith.ca. You can also check him out on Facebook and on Instagram. I follow him on Instagram, and you should, too. You should follow uh, us all on Instagram. Yeah, mm-hmm. you should follow us all. And Trevor, why don't you read this one from Irish Will? All right. Irish Will says, hi, Slamfire hosts. It's me, Irish Will, just emailing to say thanks for the patches. It was greatly appreciated. So As I a recent send them Im- out. Nah, that's right. See? <laughs> See? Irish Will got them. Uh, As a recent immigrant to Canada, I'm slowly building the firearms collection. I own an MP9 Savage MSR-15 Recon and have recently been talked into buying a magazine-fed grizzly shotgun. Get talked out of that, would you? Uh, Your show is one of my select sources for Canadian firearms information and banter. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasant surprise to find out we had a mutual friend, a.k.a. Gallon. Although I'm not sure that's that's something positive. That's right. Yeah, Gallon told me about Yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah. (laughs) The life and times of Gallon are interesting, to say the least. And he's an awesome guy. He makes New Brunswick sound like a lot of fun, and I almost wish I'd I'd move there instead of Nova Scotia. That being said, we do have one of the highest bar and distillery ratios per capita in the world, so it's not all bad. Anyway, keep up the good work. I'll keep listening. Have an awesome day, Irish Will. P.S. Kelly's my favorite, and Trevor sucks. (laughs) Well, Irish Will. I was gonna let you know that where I was gonna be this weekend while in Nova Scotia, you know, maybe I'd buy you a pint. Maybe I'd buy a pint, but that's fine. Now you can just uh piss up a rope, as my old man would say. (laughs) (laughs) I like Irish Will. He's awesome. Uh I'm gonna read this one from Alex because I'm gonna let uh I'm gonna let Adriel read the next one. So it says, Hey guys, watch this video on YouTube where an airsofter 
it's airsofter award airsofter from japan was able to use the skills uh from the game and implement it into his first time shooting guns in america really amazing to see this kid shoot maybe a topic of discussion so he sent us the link as well for youtube and it's just basically a guy that's uh using he's an airsofter play like 10 seconds of it for everyone sure there not for you, but there have been a couple of um professional airsoft players that have made the transition in, into ipsc <laughs> in certain countries where you're not allowed to have firearms ipsic air is actually a discipline of ipsic it's all the same things that we do but yep. they use airsoft Air guns right instead yep. of real oh. guns they use the same belt same holsters and those airsoft guns cost as much as their real, real. counterpart so they learn the game um, and the fundamentals on an Ipsic pistol or an Ipsic air gun, airsoft gun. And so they, they get really good at it. They learn to move. They learn to break down stages. They learn all that stuff in airsoft. And when they make the transition to a firearm, I mean, they're just light years ahead of someone who just starts with a, a you know, an actual firearm. Yeah. yeah. I would trigger. They can practice trigger pulls, dry fire, but hey. Hmm. Okay. Cheers from Alex. All right. Adriel, why don't you read this one from Brian? From Brian. Hey, guys. I've been listening for a couple of years now, including the podcast back to episode 118, the earliest available on Google Music, and always enjoy the show. I was hoping to meet everyone at Drumheller. Alas, fate intervened, and I was unable to make it. Hopefully, I'll be able to head out to the Podcart Charity Shoot 2020. Seems more likely I'll be able to meet more of the New Brunswick local characters that turn up in Trevor's This Week in Guns Hour anyways. <laughs> Thanks for the years of great content. Speaking of which, I wanted to suggest a topic, muzzle loader hunting. I've always been a target shooter, but recently started thinking of getting into hunting. Here in Manitoba, we have early muzzle loader deer season, and the Manitoba Wildlife Federation arranges mentored hunts. Last year, they seemed to only have them in muzzle loader season. And I'm hoping to participate, but have no experience. If you guys have any thoughts or experience or know of a potential guest, thusly informed, regarding entry-level muzzleloader options, loose powder versus pellet, sabo versus projectile choices for whitetail hunting, and anything else relevant you can think of, any knowledge will be much appreciated. Thanks again, Brian in Winnipeg. I've reached out to um, a buddy of mine in Winnipeg who's a hunter, works for Cabela's, to see if he can track down not only a, a muzzleloader hunter, but a Manitoban muzzleloader hunter. Yeah. So yeah, it's in the works. That one time you could get a deer with like a bunch of different styles of uh, firearms. You could get your, uh, I think they call it a primitive tag. You could use a bow or a muzzleloader. Like there was a time when if you played your cards right, you could take five whitetails in and around Winnipeg in one season. Yeah, there was a time when you could take three in a lot of places in Alberta. Uh, but primitive here, I, I, there's only a few wildlife management units that allow muzzleloaders at the same time as uh, archery and other primitive. So for us, it's it's the same as rifle season, so there's not really an advantage. I have been muzzleloader uh, hunting a couple of times, uh, but not a heck. Like, that was like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. so I don't. I have no experience, so we need we need to pull someone in to <laughs> to to be the expert on this. Definitely. Yep. Let's see if we can find somebody. Cool. Working on it. Yeah, Brian and Brian is also a Maple Seed Rifleman. Did you know that? 
Did he do no. it with a muzzle loader though? No, yeah. not right? yet. You couldn't he tell. Just, it just annihilates the middle of the target. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess they're all fives. Yep. All right. So if you'd like to send an email to the show, send it to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Let us know what you topics you would like to hear on the show. It's a brilliant idea, Adriel. I'm going to start shooting maple seed by 4570. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, think, though. That think would of suck. all the lines you cut. <laughs> all the lines, yeah. right? It's like when I used yeah. to shoot archery, I used to shoot it with the fattest arrow possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Podcast reviews. We don't have any, but we pulled up one from August 6, 2013. It's from Bolivar. I think it's the first one that he sent to the show. It says, my second favorite podcast. Matt and Trevor babble about guns while the cerebral Owen sits in the back and plots his uh, domination of the world. Okay, well, maybe that's not exactly how it happens. No, that's how it happened. Yeah. Oh, let's see. <laughs> Be funny and mention Trevor. Trevor bought in 1911. <laughs> that that's was his, hilarious. That's his first... <laughs> Review that was Brian Bolivar and Brian Bolivar went by Bolivar 9611. The Conquistador, the Conquistador that was from 2013. That was like six years ago, that's a long time ago. He's been listening for a while. Shout outs, guys. Trevor, who do you got? Um, to my squad mates from this past weekend in the Miramichi, what an awesome group of people to shoot with. Uh, most of them I've shot with on occasion before, some of them I was shooting with for the very first time. And uh, I gave a little um, impromptu fundamentals course in the safety area um, to try and help a couple of my squad mates improve their their grip and technique. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was actually, it was giving away the Furlachi tattoo. And one guy, he shot his steel stage clean. He was like, that was all you. I was like, no, no, I didn't shoot the gun. You shot the gun. Well, I just did what you told me. So anyway, we had a lot of fun and some people learned some stuff and myself included and uh, the match was awesome and my squad was awesome and i had a great time and i hope to shoot with uh, any of those people again soon cool adriel what about you same thing uh we had <laughs> our stop RO, copying me our ro at this uh at this three gun match uh ran it with plates the whole day like yeah. trooper proper trooper division uh plates yeah. and the guy i think he might be 150 pounds maybe wow and he ran the whole thing ROing in plates the whole day kudos luke sheru luke did that at a daniel shaw class once too ran ran the plates all freaking day long like uh man you have a was it the same carrier. daniel was it the same daniel shaw where you had to carry people as well well we did that every year yeah so, so yeah it been the same year yeah Ugh. yeah yeah, the best was Rick, though. I know. Yeah. I miss Rick. him. Yeah, me too. Okay. So. I'm going to give a shout out to Tracy, Kelly, Greg, Greg, Gord, Lori Lynn, as well as Andrew, Andre, Colin, and the rest of the crew that helped out on Sunday. It was a fantastic <sighs> event. As I said, it was probably the most well-run, best-planned, fantastic Ladies' Day I've ever been to. So congratulations. It was a great success. 80 women are now shooters, and they loved it. So. Good job. That's it for that. Mm. Patreon supporters, we have a new one. Blaz Morin. We usually don't use the last name, but he's sponsoring us for 357. And guess what? He's a brand new daddy. He just had a baby. Just oh, cool. A, yeah, I just had to tell you, everybody. So Blaz uh, went to Rustigouche to shoot the maple seed. And he immediately turned around and met up with us at Woodstock as well and shot the 
uh, maple seed there too. So he's hardcore, man. He is. He is. He's from Quebec. He's waiting for us to get to Quebec. I think. And so his address, so I can. Yeah, he usually watch watches, listens to. So let's make sure that you email the show. Yeah, it. Send me the thing. Yeah, I'll so we can send thing. out your stuff. I think I maybe gave him some too. So, but anyways, we'll get send him out some stuff. And I just wanted to say congratulations on being a new daddy. Oh, one thing we forgot to do in shoutouts was Trevor. We forgot to say happy birthday. Oh, for other Trevor, yeah. Yes. So why don't we say happy birthday to the other Trevor? Everybody, uh, happy birthday, hey. Trevor. Better hey. Trevor. Adriel. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Happy birthday, dude. I know you said the party starts at seven or eight, but I'll be there at four. He's starting the drinking at four o'clock. Okay. I'll probably start the drinking before I get there. I'll, I'll have someone take me. That's an excellent idea. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So not only can you sponsor the show by going to Patreon and uh, clicking on there and giving us some of your hard-earned cash, you can also help us out by going to Cabela's. But since you're going, go through our website. Click on the link there. Um, shop through Cabela's and they'll give us a little bit of a kickback. We also want you to join one or more of our National Firearms Associations, such as the CCFR. We really suggest the CCFR. Join the CCFR and check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. We have a post over there. Chat with us. We'd like to hear from you there. Uh, last week's episode, forgot to do it. Sorry, it was busy. And I'll do that one with this one as well. Also, give us a like on Facebook. Go over to the Facebook page. We're at 2,191 likes. Yay! That's pretty good. Great. And, and More that's than it. any orphanage. You betcha. All right. Those poor orphans. So, have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Good night. Good night. I'm going to go play with my seven and a half inch now. <laughs> Just turn your video off before you do that. Fair. That's a reasonable request. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Trevor, our three gun match. I got to change how stages are approved and how they run. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.